0: Well, let me welcome everybody because uh, I know some of you are watching on TV and, or watching online. Some of you are commenting and some of you are sitting on a couch and, and, and then some of us are at East and we're just all over. So hello, Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, speaking of Christmas, if, if you're planning on being at a, uh, a physical location for one of our Christmas services, get your tickets uh, and get your tickets now before you email me and say, David. There are more, no more tickets, and you didn't tell me. I did, too, and it's on video. And so, so go get your tickets right now. It's locked in. Um, also, many have asked, and, and, you should, and you should know this, if you'd like to serve, there's many opportunities to serve for Christmas. You can, in fact, even online, you can serve online. Some of you are like, that sounds like a dream. You can serve online uh, or at one of the locations. All you do is go to our website. You'll find the Christmas stuff, and you don't need me to help you with that. But I hope you'll take advantage of the Christmas season, and that. it's a great time tell people who Jesus is, uh, it just so happens, by the way, my sermon is about Christmas. Can you believe that? Yep. So uh, I want to jump right in, actually, to a familiar part of, of the story. I don't know if you have a nativity scene or anything like that, but, uh, but the angel said to them, uh, and this is, this is to the shepherds, if you've never read this, the, okay, anyways, but, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news. Good news sounds good, doesn't it? I bring you good news that will cause you great joy. That will cause great joy, great joy, for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you, and He is the Messiah of the Lord. I don't need to go into depth about the shepherds, but I do want you to know uh, you would have appreciated this. All of a sudden, you've got guys kind of hanging out doing their job. They're at work. You just imagine you being at work, and all of a sudden angels show up, which is sweet, and show up, and, and they say literally to these guys, "Hey, fellas." Uh, uh, you're saved, you have a, you have a hero, uh, he showed up, this is like the best of news for you. I mean, I don't think they were expecting it, particularly that night, uh, but all of a sudden, all, whatever they were hoping for and dreaming for, at least big dreams, they, they have angels show up, like you're talking, people from heaven show up and say, I have the best news for you, and then you can track what actually they do with the news. Because I think, one, it's one thing to I tell you, hey, it was good news to them, and you're taking my word for it, going, I I think they liked it. Well, I can show you that, that they actually did like it. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Now, that's giving you a little bit of evidence that that not only did they hear something, now they have it confirmed, and now they're telling others. In other words, what we heard, what we saw, is worth telling other people. I mean, you and I will do it if we have a good pizza, and we go tell someone, you've got to go to that place. So they're, they're now spreading the word. I want you to see that this is a pretty epic moment for them. This is a big deal. And all who heard it were amazed. So evidently, they did a pretty good job at telling them what happened, what the shepherd said to them. This is good news. This is fantastic news. And I wonder if you might have that same expectation about Christmas. I don't know if you get excited about Christmas. I do. It starts off with like a lot of fun. It starts off with this idea that Christmas is going to smell good, uh, taste good, uh, look good, uh, be good, and 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 i don't know if you've ever had like your expectations amped up about christmas in such a way that you're like i think this is going to be an extra special christmas and with that you can maybe relate to the shepherds who i think were having the best christmas ever the ones that they get to pass down they get stories that you and i don't your your dad or grandpa wasn't like, yeah, I was with like the original Jesus, the OG right there, right there in the manger. I was there. I got a selfie with them. They, you don't have that. We don't have that. That was like the epic moment for them, right? But then you and I have Christmas normal. And in reading about the shepherds and how like epic news this was, like, wow, the first Christmas, so cool. It made me think about this Christmas. Here's, here's the question. Has it ever felt like Christmas let you down? Has it ever felt like, like I got this, this is going to be awesome. And then maybe for you, it was like the worst gift ever. You're like, you thought for sure that you had communicated very clearly what you wanted and that it was received well, written down, understood. Even you got signals kind of telling you, I'm going to get this. And then you did not get that. Sometimes it's that. But I think we're in a position right now where, uh, where this particular Christmas might be so different for many of us, listen, that we might start faking what we want. There's words that are attributed to Christmas, right? Um, cool words, fun words, love, <sighs> hope, <laughs> want some hope, peace. I think you can hope even in the worst of settings where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep hoping. You can tell other people that you're going to keep hoping. You can, may not have it, but you're going to keep telling it. You can have peace when the sense of like, well, I'm just going to fall asleep and have some peace and quiet for a little bit and, and have that. And You can have a, a loved one nearby and be like, yeah, I still have a little bit of love. Do you? Here's, here's the one that I think that most of us try to fake and go after. And internally, here's what most of us do not feel. It's the joy one. It's, it's This news gets told to these shepherds like, I have fantastic news that will give you joy. This is amazing. So you and I begin to think about Christmas joy. This is awesome. I'm going to be so joyful. And then we don't feel it, so we fake it. And you have stupid songs. Let me show you this. Love, some of you, you love these songs. Yay for you. But you'll wreck it. Joy to the world, right? We sing it. Yay, yeah, joy. The Lord is come. That's the joy. Yay. Let earth receive her king. Let every, I'm not singing it to you by the way, for those of you who think, no. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature. Heaven singing. Nature singing. Everyone appears to be full of joy. And you and I are singing it, but but maybe not feeling it. And it leaves many of us going, I want to feel it. I, I haven't met a person yet who's like, I don't want to feel joy. Most of us crave joy. We love joy. And you might be able to connect it to different words. And, and, you know, and I want you to know that I think some of us think we're chasing joy, but we're not. Here's the words that I want to differentiate because I think this is important, okay? Sometimes you're like, well, the same words, right? Yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not the exact same words, and they actually have meanings inside of them that is, it's worth you and I giving a, just a little bit of time to say, hey, what's the difference between these two? Because I think some of us, we want joy, we say, I'm chasing joy, I have joy, I'm singing the song, joy. But we're actually chasing that. We think we're getting this, but our actions reveal that we're just trying to be happy. By the way, I'm not hating on happiness. Come on. Being happy is good. You can be happy. It's okay to be happy. But uh, I want to give you some understanding. Here's some differences. Just just some words that I think help us go like, okay, now I'm starting to get a little bit of an understanding of a little bit of the difference. Joy, here's the cool words with it. It's weatherproof versus happiness leaks. Uh, If you ever had that in your house, you're like, oh man, do I know that, right? So uh, the happiness doesn't doesn't last. it's not a permanent thing. You can have something, experience something that makes you feel happy, and and then eventually the next day comes, and you're like, "Well, I need a little bit more of that." Uh, it's it's internal. Joy is internal, where where a lot of what you actually have to enjoy, like what, what, you're, what you're feeling isn't about necessarily just that it's a sunny day or it's not a blizzard in South Dakota. Like, you know, it's, it, th- those are good, but, but joy is more of this internal thing going on inside of you where happiness is this happened, I ate that, I saw that, they said this, it's this external stuff. And then, of course, the big words, right? Joy is more about purpose, when you, when, you, when you feel joy, when you have joy, it's more about you fulfilling this, something that was designed in you and for you. There, there's something going on that's greater than you, like you're living out a purpose, where happiness is simply about pleasure, which again, I'm not saying pleasure is bad. I'm just showing you that there's a difference between the two. And you need to know the difference between the two if you actually want joy, because I'm hoping you're looking at the words Going, boy, that joy one sounds a bit more stout, a little bit more strong, a little bit more, I just want that, right? So then you go to the Christmas story that I find, frankly, as a pastor, I'm a reverend. Don't ever call me that, but I'm a reverend. I look at the Christmas story, and I get annoyed with it because it appears as though I'm supposed to feel something that I'm not also observing at the same time. Let me take you back. Here's what was said. This is important. Good news that will cause great joy for all the people. What gets me is the all the people. Because if you don't pay attention to the whole story, like like joy for all the people, do you know the Christmas story? And how ugly and disgusting and painful and almost like, I don't want anything to do with that at all. That's the Christmas story, full of it. Yet the angels are like, I have the greatest news for you. For all the people, it's going to give you tons of joy. So let me, let me help you understand the tons of joy. You've got Jesus being born into a time of major oppression. The Romans were notorious with ruining other people's lives. They got a kick out of it. They loved to just press down taxes. I mean, who doesn't love more taxes? And they would do, they were like, here's taxes. And they would also just, they, they were extremely borderline, what you, what you and I might call like racist in a sense, where they would say, well, you look like that and you're from that, so you go over there. It was oppressive. It was oppressive. It was bad. And then, of course, you know the setting that Jesus is born into. I don't know if you've ever had dreams about if you're going to raise a family, how it's all going to start. Some of you, you have the baby at home, and it's beautiful and wonderful, or a hospital. You know that Jesus was born amongst animals in a very disgusting place where you're thinking, oh, you're going to hold your baby, but who knows if Mary's like this and a donkey leans over and licks his face, and you're like, That's disgusting. It's not in the Bible. No, you're, you're looking it up. It's not in the Bible, but it definitely was a risk. Can we admit it was a risk? That's disgusting. And you're like, I wanted to kiss you for the first time. It's around animals and, and, and gross stuff, right? I don't, don't get like, I know in our houses we have this beautiful picture, but it's horrible. It's bad. It's disgusting. It's unsanitary. And I guarantee you I guarantee you, it's not what Mary dreamt for. It's not what was in her head, going, this is how I want this to play out. Then, remember, news of that will give you joy to all people. Well, then things escalate really quickly. The magi, the kings, however you want to call them, all of a sudden they have to say, hey, everybody, uh, we got a We got a jet. Um, apparently the king wants to know what we know and so there's going to be some death and some issues and so we got to sneak out of this place and they basically run home on a different route hoping to not get killed themselves. Well, that amps up things, if you don't know this, where Joseph and Mary and Jesus have to flee to an entirely different country so that they just stay alive. Just that of itself should say, well, I didn't have to do that right after the birth at all. And then, I don't know how to describe it, a a massacre is ordered. The leader of the area is so so threatened that his solution is that all young boys, two years old and younger, just kill them all. But the angel said, the angel, the angel, like news from God, I have news that will bring great joy to all the people. Where's the joy? The joy was about the Savior. But you and I talk about Christmas about the birth, right? By the way, I'm not hating. Don't be like, was it not about the birth? What I want you to see is that many times when we talk about Christmas and we're supposed to have joy coming from it, we're talking about the situation, more specifically the circumstances, and saying, I'm supposed to get joy from the birth of this baby, and you're going, I'm supposed to get joy from the birth of this. It's not happening. Put up more lights. Get more sugar cookies. And we begin to look at the circumstances like we're supposed to extract the joy from it, the birth which is something you should dwell on and think about. But there's a lesson in this, is that these people were not finding joy inside of the circumstances of the birth. When they heard what was being spoken to them, they were hearing, wait a minute, the angels talked about first, hey, we got fantastic news that will give you joy, and here's what it is, and they didn't lead with the birth, they said, you have a savior. A savior. That was the joy. The birth was like that's cool. No one's really ever done that before. So, so let's 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 learn. Let's learn together. I hope you. Let's learn from the Christmas story. Something we're so familiar with. The enemy to your joy isn't your circumstances. Some of you need to dwell on this for the next decade. The enemy to your joy isn't your circumstances. So I made some notes here, and and forgive me, I I just want to stay on task. Um, Many of us right now look at our current circumstances as though it is robbing every ounce of joy from us. Let's talk about COVID. I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to. I don't either, I'm tired of talking about it, but I know that many of us have had COVID visit us in in ways that that it is is literally extracting all joy from you. Whether it be what it, maybe it took your graduation from you, right? Maybe it took your wedding date from you. Maybe it took someone you love from you. And yeah, we're supposed to, joy, joy for all people. Yay! Nah, don't feel it. A few weeks ago, about three and a half weeks ago, uh, COVID got real personal for us and our family. Um, uh, my dad, uh, we found out that my dad uh, got COVID. Um, you need to know some details about my dad. Um, one, he's awesome. Uh, two, uh, uh, my dad is, is what's called an interim pastor, he goes and helps churches who don't have pastors. And uh, my, my parents live in Indiana. And he is helping a church in Ohio. If you don't know your geography, don't worry. They're actually really close to each other. You can drive. I know. it just. And so he often drives from Indiana to Ohio to help this church. And so while he was in Ohio, uh, he found out that he had COVID. So he didn't go back to Indiana uh, uh, to pass on COVID. To be, he began to quarantine there in Ohio uh, with COVID. And it got bad. Uh, it got real bad. You know, if you've experienced this, you know that you begin to hope to kind of hey, give me the good news. When's the good? Is, is it day three, day four? Are you feeling better? Are you are you breathing? How's how's your fatigue? Right? How, how's your fever? How's your fever? Well, my dad actually kept getting worse and worse and worse. He went to the hospital uh, there in Ohio, and they didn't have room, so they sent him home. Not to his home, back to where he was quarantining there in Ohio. We we're hoping it was going to get better, right? It gets better, right? We always gets better. Like, you always, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It got worse. It got worse and worse. And he went back to the hospital. They still didn't have room. So they sent him home with all they had. They hear some oxygen. Um, and it got worse and worse. And two weeks into it, he's worse than, obviously, where he started. We as a family are starting, going, what is going on? But also not thinking the worst. Um, eventually, he knows the worst. Uh, a couple who... Had already had COVID, offered to drive him home to Indiana, where his doctor said, We think we can get you into the hospital. So they drove him and got him into the hospital. He goes up to the front desk, can hardly breathe, can hardly say anything, can hardly function. And the guy says, sir, would you like this? Would you like a wheelchair? And he, he just kind of nodded his head, sat down, and he's like, sir, you look like you're having a difficult time breathing. Um, can we check something? They checked his breathing and immediately rushed him to the ER. Um, and we would eventually find out that he had it all. All the stuff, if you read an article or go too far into this, you'll learn that Usually, what he has, uh, you die from the pneumonia, the I mean, COVID, and COVID lung, the blood clots, all of that. I got news of great joy for all people, and you got a guy going. I don't feel it. i not feel. I won't feel it. I don't feel it. That's that's my story. That's. You have your own story. Let me make an observation. We all all have something, I I believe. We all have something that can jeopardize our joy. Maybe COVID um, has been nothing for you, and I, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. But I bet you've got a story of your own, something trying to jeopardize your joy, trying to kind of go after it in a way that you're like, this is really tough. I'm battling this, and I have no joy. And whatever it is, you've got it. I get it. So In church, can we have a really open conversation about this? How do I have joy in all my circumstances? Is it possible? Can you go through junk? Can you go through bad? Can your circumstances be even tragic? And you still have not faked joy, but genuine joy. Is that even possible? Um, The the short answer is yes. (laughs) Uh, But I I want Jesus to help us because you don't need to take my word for it. Here, this is about Jesus. For the joy, for the joy, I underlined it for you. For the joy set before him. For the joy set before him. What? He endured the cross. I don't have time to talk to you about how gruesome the cross is. You know. Scorning its shame. Sat down at the right hand of the throne. of For the joy He took on junk. For joy, he went after bad. Apparently, you can have joy and bad circumstances at the same time. But you got to pay attention. So here's the observation I see with Jesus. Here's what I think Jesus thought about and went through. Uh, It's either happening to you or something's happening through you. If you want joy, if you want to actually wrestle this and go, you know what, I'm tired to faking this. I don't want religion to be like the thing about, I, I, like, I want to live this out. Then you got to deal with, do you think everything happening to you is happening to you and it's all about you? Or is there something that can happen through you? Is there something that can happen through you in the midst of whatever you're walking through? So my dad is sitting in a hospital bed. They start to plug him in with every, all that stuff, whatever, right, and, and give him shots. And, and you got nurses coming in and out, and they're getting to know the patient. And one of the patients, my dad is absolutely exhausted, can hardly function, okay? You got that? And, and one of the nurses, find, you know just talking to him, oh, your, your name, okay, what do, you, what do you do? And my dad says, I'm a pastor. Dangerous words. And the guy says, no joke, guy says, in fact, uh, I wrote it down, uh, oh, God must have sent you. I have questions to ask. (laughs) Now, some of you are like, that's inappropriate. Uh, This guy, he's on the, no, not in our family. Because we believe things happen through you. So uh, he began to ask his questions. And uh, if you've ever wondered, like, why you don't have joy in your life, uh, I can walk this scripture out for you and and show you what might be playing out, Why you're like, I don't have joy, I want it, uh, but things are getting to me. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. It's easy to read that and be like, sweet, I'll try to play that out in my life, I don't even know what that means. That's why I'm here here, let me, let me walk you through this. Everything that hinders, here's what that means. Many of us have an affection for our desired version of life. Many of us are in love with our version of life. Many of us are obsessed with it. Many of us think that we've got this version, this picture, this thing, I've, here's what I want. Uh, uh, here's what will make me happy. Here's what will make others happy. And we have such an affection for it, listen, that it is tying you down and robbing you of joy because you're going after this, you're so in love with, I'm not trying to use harsh words, you're so in love with it, that it's all you see and all you think, and you think now the temporary is everything. That's one of them. The other one's a little bit easier. Sin that so easily entangles. And I wanted to help you understand sin because sin sometimes is confusing for many of us, but it's decisions that disregard God. It's when you decide saying God wanted this, but I don't care, I want that. Or God asked this and I'm gonna twist that and say now I want this to be true. It's when we begin to disregard what God has said to us or what God has spoken in his word and we begin to disregard it and our our joy leaks out. Let's go back to Hebrews I read the middle part because I have no attention span. That's to help you and me. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So if we begin to deal with our affection for our version of of life, if we begin to deal with our sin, and more specifically, how do I sum that up? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Consider him, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary. You won't lose joy. So you won't grow weary and lose heart. Here, all that to say your best source for joy is Jesus. Your best source for joy is Jesus, it's not your circumstances. It's the more attention that you give him, the more more you just spend on him, think about him, dwell on him, surround others. We're going, let's talk about this so I don't lose my joy. So my dad is in the hospital dying. And the nurse says, I got questions for you. You either approach it going, I ain't got any energy for you. Or you answer the questions. At four AM, the next day, Nurse Cody decided to follow Jesus. Oh. I wonder. And I'm not suggesting that every t- everyone's story, my, I got tons of stories that go the opposite direction. But I wonder if you and I would not be so obsessed with what's happening to us, what's happening to me, what's happening to others. What if you and I say, what can God do through me now? And if I were to approach life that way, what can God do through me? What, God, what, what can he do through me? What if, what if that approach, which I believe will happen, what, what if Jesus would, would restore our joy? To where truly, when you read the Christmas story, have great news that will bring joy to all people. It's not about your circumstances. It's about your Savior. I think for Christmas, we need reminded, it's not just about the birth. It's who was born and what that means for us. What can God do through you? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for meeting us and leading us. Lord, I pray right now uh, for Nurse Cody. Lord, would you continue to put people in in his life and around him and, and encourage him and may he continue to follow you and lean into you. God, I pray that you would restore my dad's health, that you would bring him back to being able to do whatever you want him to do. But Lord, I pray for all of us that you would help us see and accept that you can do things through us, through us, no matter what we face. Thank you for joy. We love you, God. Amen.